0: Visit BetterHelp.com slash Make Your Bed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P Make Your Bed. Good morning, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Every once in a while, I get real lucky and the podcasting goddesses introduce me to an incredible gemstone of a human. And most recently, I was able to be the guest on Erica Nicole's Behind the Silk podcast. And not only was I immediately smitten, I realized we had a lot of content crossover. So I'd be remiss not to share some of the incredible work that Erica and the gals over at Behind the Silk have made and shared with me and their fans. So today I wanted to share one of my favorite pieces of magic from her ultimate self-care guide, which you can check out yourself for free. I've linked it in the show notes, or you can just search Behind the Silk podcast, ultimate self-care guide, and it'll pop up. But I figured I'd give you a little preview today because she talks about some things we've discussed in the past, but she has valuable insights that I've never thought about before. For starters, she breaks up the guide into the six pillars of self-care, which means there's a physical, emotional, social, spiritual, intellectual, and a new one for me, which is sensory. I've done episodes in the past on this stuff, but I never really included my sensory needs. And I appreciate the insight on this because this is something I'm becoming more and more aware of as I get older and I start to notice sometimes places are too noisy or sometimes my clothes are too itchy or sometimes I'm cranky because I'm hot. And yeah, I am starting to believe that as we get older, we're basically relearning how to treat ourselves like giant babies. But lucky for me, I know incredible people making guides like this. So let's dig into the six pillars of self-care, which, as Erica says, are essential for curating a life of balance and well-being. This provides a holistic framework that ensures you address not just your physical, but also the intellectual and the social and the sensory and the spiritual and the emotional needs of your existence. If you curate your self-care routine with those six pillars as your guide, you're going to feel more balanced. The physical pillar involves taking care of your body. To promote overall health and well-being, you can try stretching or yoga. And sure, you can get a gym membership, or you can just go on more walks. But this also includes eating a more varied and nutritious diet, getting restorative rest, and treating your physical body with respect. The second emotional pillar deserves just as much attention as the physical. So discover emotional self-care and what that means for you. In my experience, this is allowing your inner child more freedom and room to explore and get curious in your day-to-day. So through journaling or talk therapy or meditation are great forms of release and balancing your emotional well-being. But we should also be practicing setting boundaries, creating safe places for expression whether that be through creative expression or communication, and honestly, just nurturing your internal health by monitoring your self-talk and how consistent you've been on showing up for yourself. Those, to me, are really great ways to touch on your emotional pillar so you can assess if what you really need is to paint something or go to a rage room. Anyway, the next pillar is intellectual. And there are plenty of ways to challenge our minds and grow and cultivate our intellect. Learning a language, building a new skill, trying new things, completing a puzzle, be it a word puzzle or a jigsaw puzzle, taking a workshop, reading a book, or researching everything you need to know about your latest hobby, all counts as engaging your brain, are all great ways to nurture that brain of yours. The fourth pillar is the sensory pillar. We all have sensory needs. So when we consciously engage our senses and indulge in what makes us feel more comfortable, then we can start noticing what makes us more uncomfortable when it does. And we could start noticing what makes us actually feel comforted when we need it in the future. So things like aromatherapy or a special spa day bath time or having a hot tea in the morning as a ritual or setting music up for when you work or while you cook and organizing your space to be more pleasing. Those are all ways to nurture your sensory needs. And we don't have to overcomplicate this, but for me, I am most comfortable working in my bed. But no matter how hard I try, I cannot record an episode from bed. It sounds awful. I can't get the words out and it just doesn't work for me. So, knowing all of this, I set up the only alternative I found to work for me in my home. And that is a workstation very close to my bed with a cozy chair big enough to put my feet up on and all of the blankets off of my bed onto my body. And yes, I am currently sitting in a robe because if I don't accommodate for the sensory needs, then my work either won't get done or it'll take forever to get it done or it won't be up to my normal standards, which is. Mediocre if you've been here a while. Just kidding. I hope you know this is my 100% and I'm trying. Point is, getting back to what your sensory basics are can honestly make regular living surprisingly easier. Maybe you don't need to move closer to the equator. Maybe you just need a space heater. The next pillar is the spiritual pillar. Finding solace in your spiritual well being and connectedness, whether through religion or nature or through internal reflection, can really help us feel more connected. Y'all know I can't shut up about meditation, but I also love the idea of volunteering for a mutual aid, getting connected in your community through exploration and curiosity, and growing your spiritual connection in ways that feel right to you, whether that be in your direct community or in the closest park to you. Find the shit that makes your soul feel a little better and do more of it. The final pillar is the social pillar. Again, this comes back to connections, embracing the power of social self-care through intentional gathering with friends, text people, plan a getaway or a cool group activity with an open invitation. Next time someone calls you, really listen for longer than you normally would put intention into the relationships that you currently have and see if you can nurture them to be a little more deep. And as we wrap up the examples from these six pillars, I want to point out the interconnectedness of each of these. Most of us don't have time to separately start reading and meditating and exploring and planning a getaway. But if we can find ways to combine each of these through creative expression that incorporates sensory needs, social needs, spiritual needs, and our intellectual needs, it's important not to think of these pillars as six separate classes that are not interconnected. This is why I love the verbiage here of using them as pillars. The definition of a pillar is something that's either used as the support of a building or a monument. But either definition works, because together, they do support our holistic well-being. Together, they create a foundation in which a more conscious version of ourselves feels more fulfilled. By understanding the pillars at their core, it becomes a lot easier to identify what we might be missing and can lead us to more intentional and less superficial versions of self-care. Again, I really want to thank Behind the Silk for letting me share this guide with you. You can check it out in its entirety, linked in the show notes. You can also check out the Behind the Silk podcast and the episode I was featured on, which was also linked in the show notes. But in the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Just know I love you so much, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen